Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Wednesday, October 14th, 2020, and this is day 961 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you. There is none like you. Thank you so much for your mercy and grace that you've had upon us every day, all night. Thank you for keeping your hedge of protection all around us, keeping us safe from all harm and evil. Thank you for giving us your wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to continue to push on, to persevere, even through the rough times. I thank you, Father, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Thank you for tuning in. Today's message is persevere no matter what. Yep, we've got to just keep on keeping on. (laughs) There will be obstacles that will come up in our way. Even after getting or after we know that that blessing is right in our hands, there may be a few glitches along the way. Things might not work out exactly like we thought it would. James chapter 1. And and this isn't going to be our main scripture, but I I just thought about this. James chapter 1 verse 2 says, (laughs) Consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And then it says, let perseverance finish uh, its work so that you may be mature and complete lacking nothing. (laughs) So there's a reason for, you know, going through these different trials and tribulations and, uh, and, and our trials and tribulations look different depending on what it is we're dealing with and the person. We're going to be coming out of Ruth chapter four, verses one through 22 and uh, continuing this beautiful love story. I, started sharing yesterday um, and how God blessed Ruth uh, and to take care of her mother-in-law and how she found favor in the eyes of Boaz. Now, let's pick it up from there at the end. What happens? So the name, uh, the title again is Persevere No Matter What. And starting at verse 1 of chapter 4, it says, Meanwhile, Boaz went up to the town gate and sat down there just as the guardian redeemer he had mentioned came along. Uh, So we talked about the guardian redeemer yesterday and how like Jesus. Okay, so the guardian redeemer is a relative who volunteers to take care of the extended family as Jesus is our guardian redeemer and they give of themselves for you. Jesus gave himself for us. Well, Boaz wanted to marry Ruth 
but he found out there was another relative who was truly the guardian redeemer, um, who was a closer relative to Ruth than he was. So that meant he could marry Ruth. And and that that had to be heartbreaking. All right, so so let's see here what happens. At least from my perspective. <laughs> so it says um, there, just as the guardian redeemer he had mentioned came along, Boaz said, "Come over here, my friend, and sit down." So he went over and sat down. Boaz took ten of the elders of the town and said, "Sit here," and they did so. Then he said to the guardian redeemer, Naomi, who has come back from Moab, is selling the piece of land that belonged to our relative Elimelech. I thought I should bring the matter to your attention and suggest that you buy it in the presence of the seated here and in the presence of the elders of my people. So he brought witnesses. Those were the 10 elders and uh, there were other, I guess, witnesses there. And then it says, if you will redeem it, do so. But if you will not, tell me so I will know. For no one has the right to do it except you. And I am next in line. So he did things, he was doing things decent and in order. He went He went to the person as he should have. And, and keep in mind, Boaz was very wealthy. So Boaz could have used his clout. I mean, he was well respected uh, in uh, the land. And, and as we could see uh, in that second chapter that we read yesterday, how he was loved by his employees and he loved them. He took care of them and uh, greeted them kindly and, and they did so with him. So he says, for no one has the right to do it except you and I am next in line. I will redeem it, he said. Then Boaz said, on the day you buy the land from Naomi, you also acquire Ruth, the Moabite, the dead man's widow, in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property. So he's saying, not only do you get the property, but now you get Ruth. And, and, and that had to be hard to say. This is the woman he loved and wanted to marry. But he's letting him know the truth. Verse 6. At this, the guardian redeemer said, Then I cannot redeem it, because I might endanger my own estate. You redeem it yourself. I cannot do it. Now, in earlier times in Israel, for the redemption and transfer of property to become final, one party took off his sandal and gave it to the other. This was the method of legalizing transactions in Israel. So the guardian redeemer said to Boaz, buy it yourself. And he removed his sandal. So that's like, we got a deal. Bam, take off the shoe. Here you go. <laughs> it is official. And I don't know why this man uh, may have already had a, a family, a wife and children of his own and, and may not wanted this to interfere. Possibly it could have uh, with uh, the inheritance he left for his family. Whatever the reason. Hey, God opened a door. Verse 8 
I mean, verse 9, Then Boaz announced to the elders and all the people, Today you are witnesses that I have bought from Naomi all the property of Elimelech, Kilion, and Milan. Those, that was Naomi's husband and her two sons, and one of them was Ruth's husband. They had all passed away. I have also acquired Ruth, <laughs> the Moabite, Milan's widow, as my wife in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property so that his name will not despair, disappear from among his people or from his hometown. Today, you are witnesses. <laughs> then the elders and all the people of the gate said, we are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is coming into your home like Rachel and Leah, who together built up the family of Israel. And they were Jacob's wives. May And Jacob's name was also changed to Israel. So that's where the 12 tribes of Israel began. All right. So may you have standing in uh, Ephrathah and be famous in Bethlehem. Through the offspring the Lord gives you by this young woman, may your family be like that of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah. So they're they're blessing him and and giving him you know quotes from early on uh, and uh, how the Israelite community came about. Verse thirteen. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. Yay! When he made love to her, the Lord enabled her to conceive and she gave birth to a son. So made love. They had sex, right? I want to make sure I use the right terminology, although the Bible is saying that. Uh, this is the New International Version. So anyway, they were able, sex is a good thing for, and it's for married uh, people. And so they conceived and she gave birth to a son. The women said to Naomi, praise be to the Lord who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age for your daughter-in-law who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons <laughs> has given him birth. Wow. Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The women living there said, Naomi has a son. And they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. And guess what? This son, this family line was uh, the direct genealogy of Jesus Christ. Here's the genealogy of David. This, then, is the family line of Perez. Perez was the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Aminadab, Aminadab the father of Nashon, Nashon the father of Salmon, Salmon the father of Boaz, Boaz the father of Obed, Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of David. And David... Uh, was of the of the genealogy that came Jesus. Uh, what a blessing. Uh, the promised Messiah. 
uh, and it says in my commentary, just as Ruth was unaware of this larger purpose in her life, um, we will not know the full purpose and importance of our lives until we are able to look back from the perspective of eternity. We must make our choices with God's eternal value in mind, taking moral shortcuts and living for short-range pleasures are not good ways to move ahead. And because of, uh, now I'm done reading that, but because of Ruth's faithfulness and obedience, who would have thought she's setting up, God had prepared her to be a part of this great big picture of this magnificent legacy of Jesus Christ. And Naomi, who planted the seed, who started it by sharing the love of God with Ruth, so much so that Ruth would not leave her side. She told her, nothing but death could separate you and me. Oh man, that just makes me want to cry with great joy because a mother-in-law and a daughter-in-law, we hear so many negative things about that. But in this case, it shows the love of God between these two beautiful women who represent our situations even today. The hurt, pain, anger, dismay, to poverty, to, to loss, to, to gain, to finding favor, to working hard, to, you know, um, no matter what, pushing on, persevering. Hey. I know everybody could attest to that. I think about, well, let me go to my points. Point number one, even when your blessing is right at the door, there may be a last-minute holdup or conflict. Now what? Boaz gives us a great example of uh, uh, how to press on with integrity, professionalism, and most of all, through faith. He knew Ruth was to be his wife the first time he laid eyes on her. Has anything like that ever happened to you? This this could be, this is it. This is our house, you might think. Uh, you've done, you know, everything you need to do. You've been looking for the perfect house. It meets all your requirements and standards and needs. Then just before signing, you get a phone call. Mm, the loan process is held up because of whatever the reason. Now what do you do? Persevere. Even when it looks hopeless, complete the mission until the very end. And understand, even if that one is not the one, God may have something even better. Sometimes we might get frustrated and think, that's what I really wanted. No, God knows what's best. And if it is meant for you to have it, God will make a way out of what seems to be no way. (laughs) Point number two, Boaz did not assume anything. He took witnesses with him. He did his research and then he stood firm. After doing all that God had given has given you to do, then stand firm. He did not argue. He did not put the man down. He did not lie. He stated the facts and abided by the law of the land. We too should do the same. Take things, um, take things calmly. Uh, then you know, listen. I mean, I'm sorry. Talk things out calmly. And, and listen to what the other person has to say and then state your case. Boaz was a smooth operator <laughs> after working out the situation with the relative. He wasted no time making Ruth 
his wife. It's time for you to accept your blessing. And we must not give up hope when we know that's what God has promised us. We must persevere and grab hold of it. And and after God, after you gain it, don't waste time. You notice Boaz didn't waste any time. He didn't say, well, let's, let's be engaged for a year. No, <laughs> he knew that was the woman God had for him. And he married her and they had the son. What a blessing. This makes me think about my sister uh, and uh, Jill and her husband, Tim. And a beautiful couple, they, you know, married a couple of years ago, I think. It might have been two years, the anniversary. And it was just a blessing. They both uh, were divorced, uh, had previous relationships, and were waiting on the right person. And they knew that they were for each other, and uh, God blessed them with each other. And then they they married, and uh, then they, they both had this great talent for, you know, acting and doing business and things like that. So they came up with this great idea for a business. And uh, they did their research, and they you know, took time out, talked to lawyers and uh, got everything done that they need to do to make it right and signed papers and invested lots of money into this grand idea. And, and, and people were like, oh my gosh, this is huge. This is, this is something we've not ever heard of. This is going to blow up. You're going to be so wealthy. This, and they weren't doing it just for the money, but it was an idea that God had given them. And then all of a sudden, the plague hit with COVID is what we call it, but it is a plague and it hit and everything shifted. Everything changed. And that was just put on the back burner. They couldn't do it because it would not uh, be appropriate at this time. No one would be able to use that particular service. It was a service type business. But then God showed them something else that they had all along. That was their gifts and talents. You see, Tim was already uh, into heating and cooling. And uh, he had been doing this before they got married. But it wasn't totally structured like a uh, a business. Uh, but it was something that he was doing and, and doing well and making a living at it. Well, when they got, you know, they put their heads together and decided, let's, Let's expand this. Yeah, he was keeping it small. And, and uh, so Jill, who's really good at keeping things organized and doing the detail work, and then he was really good at, at going out and actually uh, doing the work when she built, brought in the customers and dealt with the customers over the phone. Well, anyway, this business has expanded. They started off with one truck, then two, now three trucks, and, and her son is helping, and then... Uh, the next thing, you know, they were doing, um, videos on Facebook, uh, you know, about their business and then God blessed her to do something else and loan processing and real estate and all their gifts. You know, think about what your gift is. That one gift, 
uh, can be diversified and grow into so many areas. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, whatever that gift is, it's not limited to one thing. You can use it in several things. And that's what they did. Now there were three trucks and, and my son was doing the videography. They were putting it on Facebook, getting a lot of feedback, lots of referrals. And then they were growing so much, it was time to do a commercial for TV. And they now uh, have a commercial on the sister channel of Channel 9. I'm trying to remember that channel. But they've got that. And it's like, this all happened within a year or two. <laughs> But don't think they didn't run across hurdles. Look, the business that they thought they were going to do, that they spent so much time and effort and energy and well done, they should have. And that wasn't the one. God, not now. God had something else in mind. And they could have just thrown in the towel and said, forget this and, and, you know, pout it. But no, they persevered. And they continued on no matter what. And now... They, I was talking to my sisters, they paid off their every bill, you know, working on paying off the house, just so many things that God has blessed them with, able to bless others. You know, that's the other thing. When God blesses you, it's not just for you. It is for you to be a blessing to build the kingdom of God. See, all these things are going to pass away. Uh, and, you know, there'll be a new Jerusalem coming down from heaven. We'll be with the Lord for eternity. There will be no more darkness, no more nighttime. Jesus will be there. God will be there. He will be the light. There will be no need for the sun or the moon or the stars anymore. We will have light always. There will be no more sickness, no more uh, crying, no more mourning. It, it will just be a beautiful time. But until then, <laughs> continue to use what God has given you. He will make you, uh, bless you and, and make you comfortable. But your goal also is to build that kingdom of God by sharing the love of God with others and by using your uh, your funds, your finances to help in making that happen. The key, though, is to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That is the most important thing you could ever do. Once you do that, hey, He's going to lead you along the path. Now, if you don't know him today, today is your day. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. You can check us out on any of the other podcast outlets and Please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address and receive the first, the four Greek words for love and learn more about God's unconditional love, agape. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.